0: Welcome to What's The Takeaway podcast. We are so pleased that you're joining us, Julie, Danielle and myself, Jacqueline, as we chat about faith, life and everything in between. Our prayer is that God shows you what's the takeaway he has for you on your journey with him through
1: each episode. Hello and welcome to What's The Takeaway podcast. This episode is number 27 and you're here with me, Julie. And Danielle. And Jacqueline. So Jacqueline, what's our topic this so week? So
0: today, just a little <laughs> bit excited. Like little <laughs> we're we're going to start a new series. We're going to start looking at characters of the Bible. Um and today we're going to start by looking at the book of or the character Ruth from the book of Ruth, which mm-hmm. kinda is the same. Yeah, the same. Yeah. Um now I might have mentioned this before. Ruth's my favourite book of the Bible.
2: <gasps> no, you've never said of that. Yeah,
0: so I am going to hand over to yourself Danny if you can take us through the kind of biblical
2: history of the book Sure, I actually have like 50 little strips of paper attached to one so I (laughs) look ridiculous but bear with me because I'm going to read these because history is like a lot and like I can't memorize it. Mm-hmm. So my mind would be all over the place. I wrote it all down. So the book of Ruth, it takes place in two different ancient locations. The main stage is Bethlehem. This is where most of the action goes down. But Ruth's hometown, Moab, also provides some super important background. And we're gonna list, we're gonna learn about her struggles, but this is her setting. So it's kind of interesting to know who wrote the book. So a lot of conservative, um, a lot of conservative people believe that um, the prophet Samuel wrote it, that it's probable that maybe Samuel wrote it. Um Samuel was the one who anointed uh, David to be king so he could have been knowledgeable of the stories of David's ancestors, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the events in this book occurred during the time of the judges. So if you go and read your Bible and you read what's going on in judges, like the cyclical falling away of israelites and their relationship with god it's like that is the best way to describe it is it's just a cycle of falling away repentance coming back falling away repentance coming back so it's a bad season for um god's people and you can read about that in the book of judges but this is meant to be occurring around the same time um, I could tell you it was like in the BC times, but what would be the point in telling you all that? So, um, it's about between 50 to 100 years before the birth of David. And it was the time of great instability and trouble, as you'll read in the Je- book of Judges. What with everyone, this is what Judges 21 25 says about this time. Everyone was doing what was right in his own eyes. <coughs> Sorry about that. <coughs> Got a cough. But everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. So, um, this also is the, like, David's genealogy is part of this. So the place of the writing sometimes after David became king is what we think, that maybe it was after he became king that um, Samuel decided to to write it out. So there's a famine that occurs in this book, and historically it's believed that the famine lasted 10 years, which is not the longest famine that we've read about in the Bible. I think the longest is 18 years. But this, this famine lasted... Um, Ten years. You'll read about that in Ruth one uh, four. Um, it happens in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is the, the translation for Bethlehem is the, the house of bread, mm-hmm. the house of God, the house of bread, mm-hmm. tabernacle of God, which is kind of interesting because we we're talking about like I, I had noticed a contrast. I was like, in one sense, we're opening up on this famine, but then we close with. You know, not a famine, this blessing, this Mm -hmm. harvest festival or this harvest feast that we see goes on when we engage in what Ruth is doing with her life. So where they lived was like one of the most healthiest and fertile parts of the the world. And I'll get to that a little bit later on. But we do start with that famine. And so there's a man. His name is Emilech. Let me say that properly. And he's married to a -A 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 lady. And they move... To Bethlehem Judah, from Bethlehem Judah, sorry, to Moab, which is translated washpot, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, washpot. So um, the reference to the opening sentence of the book to the famine in the land itself suggests that there's a degenerate state of the chosen people. Um, and this is marked by the fact that when God gave the law to his people, he said to them that, um, you know, as long as you follow me and you stay committed to me, my heart's with you, you will have my abundance, you will have my favor, because God's chosen people are are the Israelites, you know, they were meant to be this example, but we have this falling away. And so it's believed that this um, this famine is contingent on their disobedience. And when God gave them this land, he called it the land of milk and honey because of the, like the well-fed uh, you know, cat, cattle that was there. The well-fed cattle would always be giving them milk you know, and the different harvests and, and all these different things. But now they're in threat of starvation. Um, the land has become infertile, and it's just a bit of a disaster in the scene. And the book shows that under the judges, the religious and civil states of the tribes of Israel became appallingly debased. So they were at the bottom barrel of morality and, you know, absolutely not walking with God. They were in complete disobedience to his statutes and what he laid out for the people to live to live in this relationship and to have this blessing. So um, the last thing I wanted to share was just that the contrast that we're going to see because we open with famine and we end with harvest, which I totally love Mm -hmm. because that's the beginning of our historical context Mm -hmm. is this rebellious nation, a rebellious people. They're paying the price for the rebellion by no more blessing from god he dries up actually it even says in one of the passages that he dries up the rain so the rain's not even come anymore and this relationship was already established when moses was around so the people of israel knew what was required of them and they end up going from the house of bread to the wash pot to find hope which is kind of interesting isn't yeah, it yeah it is yeah and they certainly don't no, hope. no, they don't. So wh- what do you have to say about that, Jacqueline? So,
0: yeah, I mean, Ruth, it's only four chapters long, mm-hmm. um, but it's packed so full of, of so much um, mm-hmm. information, isn't it? So, yeah, Ruth, was a she was a Moabitess woman. I've heard that in the past by a few different, you know, kind of relating it to maybe like, um, like a Las Vegas showgirl, you know, they would, <laughs> what? it's like so different from what they would have had in Bethlehem yeah. to, to these um, these. Both of Naomi's daughter-in-laws, both from Moab. Um,
2: Pagans. Yeah,
0: but Ruth's husband, she died, along Mm. with Naomi's husband and her other son mm-hmm. which i actually can't remember their names Piny but
2: and sickly is yeah, their translation sick and dying. Yeah, yeah that's sick and Piley, basically
0: yeah. i mean imagine when i picked names for my kids you imagine Sinkly if you go sickly, and actually naomi was one of the names i like that means pleasant mm-hmm. you know so you wouldn't go yeah i'm gonna call my kids these names yeah. would you anyway um so naomi was just mother-in-law and naomi was turning to her homeland bethlehem mm-hmm. and hope you know that she would have family to look after or just hope that she could get cared for because she is now a widow mm-hmm. with no sons, nobody to look after her. Her um, two daughter-in-laws were returning with her, which would have been the tradition that they would have stayed with her mother-in-law, but Ruth, Naomi, sorry, basically says to them, look, turn back, go make a life for yourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold you to, you know, what should be. Turn back, go to your yeah, own country. You could country. still get married. You yeah. can still have yeah. other kids. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, I'm too old. I'm not going to have a son that you can marry. What's the point of you being here with me? So, Oprah. I always want to say Oprah. Orpah. Orpah. Mm-hmm. She turned back and with her mother-in-law's blessing, she turned back and went her own way to carry on her life. But Ruth... And I think this is, you know, where we really see Ruth's character coming out, don't we? Mm-hmm. She says the famous line, you know, where you go, I'll go. Your gods will be my gods. Your people and my people. Yeah, your people, my people. So she carried on to Bethlehem with Naomi. And when Naomi, when they reach Bethlehem and the people that know Naomi are like, oh, hi, how are you doing? How are you doing, Naomi? And she's like, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because mm-hmm. the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Mm. And that's what Mara means. I think that's one of the things I love about the Book of Ruth is like the meaning behind the names Mm -hmm. really it does get to me um and so yeah so they're here but they've now you know they've got no money they are looking to to keep themselves alive they're looking to to have food on their table Mm -hmm. and ruth from her mother-in-law's instructions goes and starts gleaming the fields now the law would have stated at these times that when people were harvesting that they can't go back and pick up Oh, we've missed a bit, we need to go back and do that. They would have to leave that. It was like a kinda, you're, your
2: kinda Your arms to the poor. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: arms to the poor. Like it was like our kind of come through and glean yeah. from that. Yeah. That
2: so if it fell to the ground, yeah. it meant that it was for the poor mm-hmm. and the poor mm-hmm. were allowed to come and pick mm-hmm. it up and take it. Yeah. So a bit if you equate that
0: to, you know, a bit like our food bank situation, mm-hmm. things like that in this day and age, it was the the governments, although I don't suppose it's the governments that provide the food banks, it was allowances for the poor, Mm -hmm. wasn't it, to give Mm -hmm. them food to eat so that's what she was doing but while she was there she catches the eyes of Boaz who is the master of the fields (laughs) Um, who who he's like saying his people who's this woman, she would have looked different because she was Mm. from Moab, Mm -hmm. she wasn't from Bethlehem um and he went on, he spoke to her and he basically had said to her, you know, I know how well you're looking after your mother in law, don't go to anybody else's fields, you know, my you know, eat where my servants eat, drink where my servants drink, and you know, we'll make sure you've got enough. And I think he also tells the servants to make sure that they intentionally leave enough behind. Mm-hmm. So more than what was just a natural drop off, they were intentionally mm-hmm. making sure. Um, and that's where the love story starts. <laughs> and so look she's getting marshmallowy on it, <laughs> and then Ruth goes home, and you know she's got like, you know, I can imagine like her kind of apron, mm-hmm. penny, like just with loads of barley and stuff on it. Where her mother-in-law's come, what's this? She oh, I met this guy in the field, and this is what she said. And Naomi says he's a relative, he mm-hmm. could he's your kinsman, mm-hmm. redeemer. Um, and then she starts to give advice about you know mm-hmm. you should. You should only go and glean from his fields, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, when they were going to be whittling the, winnowing, sorry, the barley on the threshing floor, Naomi instructed Ruth. Now, I always think this is a bit funny, this one, isn't it? Um, First of all, she says, wash yourself, put your perfume on and put on your best clothes Mm -hmm. and then go, you know, to the feast. When he's had his fill of his food and drink, fall asleep at his feet.
2: Not sure the best advice <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah and it's not really <laughs> not advice sure. that
0: we would give but oh, what we have to think about is what their traditions would have been at that mm. they weren't saying you know go take advantage of him it was very much and what he did was he walked. Well, you know who are you that's who you know you're this woman Um, you're you your family and but Boaz being the gentleman that he is he knew that there was somebody else that would actually be a, a redeemer kinsmanship redeemer so he went to the city gates Spoke to the person who already did otherwise, and you know, I,
2: I, I <laughs> can like, imagine my household's full. I,
0: yeah, I, I I can wives. imagine Boaz going. I mean, you don't really want her, do you? I mean, if you do, it's <laughs> fine. no, 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 it's okay. And he's like, yes, because he was I already love in love mm-hmm. with her, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that basically the rest is history. Boaz redeems Ruth and Naomi through through marriage, and they go on and they have the son called Obed, who was the grandfather of David. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And mm-hmm. yeah. As we know, it's the line of Jesus. So it is. It's the redemption story. Mm-hmm. It is the you know how Jesus came and was our redeemer, and it, it's just it's a telling of mm-hmm. that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I just love it. Mm-hmm. She was a woman from a different place. She probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have fitted in. People were probably looking yeah. at her up and down as she was walking past. But God made it all okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. There's There's a couple... and you're glowing, I love like, it. You know, yes, telling that I love that story.
2: it. There's a couple of things in there because like the story of when she goes to his feet there's some, apparently there's some Hebrew idioms in there and then so you can go research those on your own because they're too dodgy for me to talk about here on this podcast. <laughs> and then there's also the, there's a a thought that maybe she comes from Moabite royalty as well. Ah, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't heard that mm. one before.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: I think the process, cuz he covers
0: her with his blanket, or something, at one point, mm-hmm. and that's like the kind of you know, wings of Jesus coming mm-hmm.
2: and stuff. I think that's like the metaphor, but I yeah. think the idiom is different yeah. in the actual language. Yeah. And, but, but you know, awesome. um, you would find that probably in any Jewish commentaries, mm-hmm. so. right?
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So, Julie, we've had the biblical background, we've had my snapshot overview of the four chapters. Um, I can see the demands of it, can you? How can we apply <laughs> it in our day-to-day Julie's life? Like... Just well, for goodness sake, Jack, Like and you were what, saying. Yeah, I mean, is it just the... I love it. Get washed. Get washed. Put perfume <laughs> on and wear nice clothes. Is that all we can take away from this book?
1: No. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> well, like you were that. saying, Ruth's story begins with death and tragedy mm-hmm. and it's a really bleak future mm. outlook for them both. Um, but it does end with joy and new life. Mm-hmm. They have a baby. Oh. Um, oh, and their families she... restored um, And it all ends really nicely um, Happily ever after Oh maybe, maybe.
2: Okay Jacqueline offspring. happily ever after <laughs> 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 It's like a biblical fairy too uh, so, it is. so
1: the thing that really stood out to me Was um, God's providence How you can see his hand at work And every scene of this story And we can see his hand At work in all the small details And he cares about Ruth and Naomi's Daily needs their struggles, the things that, I mean, they need food on their table. Like he Mm -hmm. puts things in place in such a way that they're Mm -hmm. provided for. Um, And then, you know, he's, he's working in their lives. His working in their lives is part of a bigger picture. And Mm -hmm. it's the same for us, isn't it? And, as you were saying as well, Jesus is a direct descendant of Boaz and Ruth. Mm-hmm. So God was like just working all these little things mm-hmm. together so that the outcome ultimately would be that lineage. Yeah. Um And hopefully we can look at our own lives and see God's hand in that way as well. Like, you know, this happened because of that. And then mm-hmm. that happened because this went that way and, and so on. And, um you know, all of that to say God has a plan and it includes the small daily things as well as the 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 big life changing moments that we experience and and he's present and he's at work in all of it um ultimately for our good and also for his purpose as mm. well
0: absolutely yep mm-hmm. i think um when we look at the character of ruth as well you can see the you know the how respectful she mm-hmm. is of her mother-in-law mm-hmm. yeah and how she has taken this woman's advice you mm-hmm. know Naomi's there going, This is what you need to do. Yeah. Ruth's not going, Wait a minute, I've been married before I know. You know, she's not doing oh, any no. of that. She is literally following her mother in law's and uh, you know, information because she's trusting her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's obviously this woman, the godly woman. She's told her I'm going to follow your God. Um, your God will be my God. So she's she's doing that. And I think that's one of the things. We spoke about this right at the very start in one of our first episodes, didn't we? About how, you know looking for good christian women that can be advisors within our lives can't mm-hmm. we that can give us good biblical yeah principles to follow that can um can just help to mm-hmm. point us in the right direction mm-hmm. who can be the ones to help maybe guide us when we maybe don't see god's hand of providence mm-hmm. in our life yeah. that they're the ones they're saying well this is the the biblical way to do it mm-hmm. you know this is what god would want you to do mm-hmm. um and i think that's one of the things that and I really love
2: about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that Naomi's unfiltered. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, she's, like, super, like, herself, and she's not trying to be, like, a happy, mm-hmm. chappy, mm-hmm. try to no. find the positive side in mm-hmm. anything. You don't see her looking for the no. positive side, but you see her, like, just really being her true self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she named her kids these really negative names. She's maybe calling like joy motherhood. <laughs> you know, like, but I think names back then impacted who they believed the, the, the child to be, you know yes. what I mean? So obviously she saw something within her own children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of famine. I'm giving birth mm-hmm. to these kids. They're sickly. They're pinely, They don't mm-hmm. have enough sustenance. Like, maybe that's all her talking mm-hmm. out her, like, truth about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we can sit back and go, gosh, you're so weird. But in reality, she was more yeah. weird. Uh-huh. And I think if we were that open about how we feel about certain things, we would probably shock a few people too. But mm-hmm. what's up with her? Well, you know, this is their reality. Mm-hmm. Um or if we started to change our names. Yeah. Just call me mad. Yeah, just call me bitter. Yeah. You know? But in reality, sometimes don't we say, I'm so mad. I'm yeah, so angry. Absolutely. Like we might as well just call ourselves mad and angry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? But uh-huh. I think like that's it. Like I love that she's unfiltered, mm-hmm. that she's um vulnerable. Like we get to see her mm-hmm. vulnerability, mm-hmm. and then she's desperate. Like, here's this girl saying, I'll go back with you. And what does this girl have? She has nothing. Mm-hmm. She's living in a wash pot and she sees no hope for her future, but she's willing to love one person undevotedly. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe might even say about the bond that they've created. And then here's this Lassie who just full-blown 100% 100% throws herself into the whole thing mm-hmm. and like you said takes the advice holds yeah. on to it yeah. like goes okay this isn't my country these aren't my people mm-hmm. what do I have to learn like she could have been yeah. super arrogant especially if she was the offspring of mm-hmm. a Moabite royal family she could have gone in and hey in my country I'm like yeah. this you know mm-hmm. but instead she came in with humility and she came in with you know an open heart to this experience mm-hmm. and then I love the second thing I love about this story is there's food involved. <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> like God knows we need food, you know, yeah. and He knows what food does for us, mm-hmm. and and He's even saying like she needs sustenance. Like Boaz was like, go sit with my servants, mm-hmm. take the extra, mm-hmm. make sure there's enough for her, you guys, mm-hmm. and then she goes home and mom lights up because they're hungry, yeah, you know, and it's like God will will provide those mm-hmm. things that. Like it's it's sometimes we talk about the big things and we go, Oh, God, will you provide it? But the reality is sometimes we just need Jesus to pay the bills mm-hmm. and we don't know how that's gonna happen and God will pay the bills, you know, mm-hmm. like he's providing and like like you even said, like even a food bank, like you know, maybe your meal does come from a food bank. It doesn't make you any less the Absolutely king of not. Israel's mother, mm-hmm. grandmother. Is it grandmother? The king of Israel's grandmother. Did I- Grandmother, yeah, she was using the community food bank. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's no shame or harm in that, and God knew that she needed that food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, grandmother, sorry,
0: grandmother, sorry. yeah, I was still working
2: that through my head, grandmother. <laughs> but I just think that like that's amazing yeah, that like absolutely. like Julie was talking about the little things, and I think like food is not a little thing. No, mm-hmm. it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think like you know, starvation's real, famine's real. Like that stuff's hardcore. I mean, if you were even to go look online and look at what hap- is happening in Yemen, like there's famines all over the world right now. What it does to people is devastating because mm-hmm. it impacts generationally. Mm-hmm. And here's God being so like loving and mm-hmm. providing. He had a plan, and the plan was I need to get David here mm-hmm. because from David's going to come Jesus. So there's this plan, and I need to keep my eye on mm-hmm. that plan. So I, those are the things I love about it. I know,
0: I know. And as you see, starts with tragedy, mm-hmm. ends, and, you know. Famine it, to harvest. Yeah, and it's amazing. I love the analogy at the end as well not really an analogy when it talks about how Naomi sits nursing the wee boy so it's her grandson that's amazing you know and it's Mm -hmm. nice look for her who's lost her two sons lost Mm -hmm. her husband who was sending these girls back she's now got a family she's now Mm -hmm. a granny yeah you know and it's it's a better job out there than you know so Mm -hmm. for her as well Boaz didn't just redeem Ruth, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. deemed Naomi as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think she'll be called Mara by no, that. Point. No, not at all. So. Definitely so. not. Um yeah, there's just there's so much in it, isn't mm-hmm. there? There really is. Yeah. And that is definitely a snapshot. If you have not read the book of Ruth, mm-hmm. I would definitely encourage you to go and have a good read through it. Mm-hmm. Um and really, you know, Read it a few times. It's only four chapters. Yeah, it's really short. Mm-hmm. And see what God has got to show you in it. Um, okay. I,
2: I do love the romance of What it. I do recommend is that you do not watch any movies no. about this story. Because they're all really poorly done. Really? And I remember watching them all and thinking, none of them have done justice to what that actual story mm. is. Like We should do a movie. <laughs> <with them." laughs> No, because <laughs> no. unless you want to play the parts. No. Like maybe it could can be canto. And, <laughs> and you could do all, all the, the parts. To to maybe a, radio play. a Ruben I'm Esther a Panto <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean like honestly, that was like don't don't do it because I've done yeah. it and I was like such a disappointment. Just go read the actual yeah, chapter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And listening to
0: female com like female mm. commentaries about it. Because they tell it much better than men do. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> men tend to be a lot more straight Like, this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. I like to see the romantic part of The it humanity. All. Uh, yeah, it me maybe a bit more important, but yeah, that yeah. she
2: definitely means the romantic part. Yeah, don't see So, so, she so she funny means. because that's just, like the differences between all of us mm-hmm. and how God allows us to apply Scripture to our lives mm-hmm. and how He can reach and talk to us the way that which we understand. Mm-hmm. Because if I saw that romantic part, I'd shut that book and run. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's too much. for Me, it's too vulnerable. I can't take it. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see how mm-hmm. like that is the part that really just yeah. like.
0: The funny thing about the book of Ruth is that years ago so maybe when I was just maybe about I don't know early teens maybe that was years yeah, ago Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cheeky isn't she <laughs> and um, my mum had well the church that we kind of went to at the time. There was a wee woman there, my mum's friend. Her name was Marion. and I remembered her saying to me, "The Book of Ruth is your book." But you know way? you kind of forget that for years and That's years lovely. and years. Yeah. And it, I don't know at what point further down the line that you know because I've I do love this book. Yeah, and I always I hear a wee voice every now and again Aww. going, "That's your book. That's your Aww, book." <laughs> yeah, it. I know. My mum was saying that the you. other day. She went, Ruth's your book." Do you remember? I, went, I I remember that.
2: I do. I remember you're like, that well. Get into that. Not quite sure why.
0: But because you love just, it. I, do, I, do, I love it. If somebody tells them they're going to mm-hmm. teach in the Big Ruth, I'm like, yes.
2: See, somebody tells me they're going to teach in the Big and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'll see you at McDonald's later <laughs> on. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I think because honestly, I do struggle with that side of Uh like femininity. Uh And so I'm always like a little bit like it's a bit too much for me. And then when people try to over romanticize it, because God knows in the 80s, I had been to enough women's retreats that had made that into something that it wasn't. And I was like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like it just wasn't in me to do it. I mean, I can see the soft and vulnerable and gentle side, but that other side is like, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable for me. I gotta get out. <laughs> I feel like I need to put on a dress when I read it and my hair needs to be really curly <laughs> and I need to have like really big eyelashes and I just get well, weird. i have a dress
0: on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's so, about it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it is. Um... I do understand the washing part too, because tonight I smelled like burrito meat. So I was like, <laughs> yes. I made I dinner. That. that is so funny. I made dinner and I was get like, washed. now I get it. Yeah, Get washed <laughs> Get washed Because I mean but think about it Maybe back then They couldn't like wash Like yeah. on a regular basis So yeah, mm. well, the hygiene Wouldn't
0: have been the same As totally, what it is now is Totally it? Right. But I just think It's so funny Get washed <laughs> Put perfume on And put your best clothes on Okay I, I can mean, relate to that That's my mother talking to sta- me <laughs> <laughs> That was the start of have advice. twice Yeah You know yeah. you know, a good start You have to look and smell good <laughs> I love that Jacqueline And then the rest Will be fine <laughs> I get it Totally <laughs> get it am. So much fun Yeah um, So no matter how much you love a book, because oh, what's your favorite book? Mine's a truth, obviously.
2: I'm not going to tell anybody oh, what my so favorite no. book is because people look like I'm weird. Oh, no, you have to tell us. Okay, now. it's Deuteronomy. I knew that. I, I know, know, right? Like, how unromantic could you get the yeah. book of Deuteronomy? <laughs> but it is my favorite book. Yeah, it's like kind of killed the conversation.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. Anyway, <laughs> Julie. I don't know what my favorite book is. I can think of I can think of things I like about several different books, no, but I don't, I, know, I don't know. I know I don't have book. a favorite. I'm really bad. You're so there. hard to pin down. I with don't stuff, have by any favorites of any kind. Actually, I really don't. <laughs> <My> favorite, <laughs> sweetie, they're all my I don't have favorite <laughs> a favorite song. I don't <laughs> have a favorite movie. Like I just I don't know. I'm not mm. a favourite kind There's of.
2: There's a lot of psychology Danny's, I can read into.
1: Danny's that. favorite book is Deuteronomy. I don't have any, <laughs> <laughs> any favorites. Look at Jacqueline's face. I don't know what one
2: these I think worst. worse. I know, right? We did kill that conversation, both of us. Between the two of us. Yeah, okay. I think that actually is your personality in a nutshell, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, so... No matter what your favourite book of the Bible is, I'd encourage you, you know, don't go, well, yeah, no, go back and look at it, look at new commentaries, look at, you know, look a wee bit further into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Deuteronomy is a whole different one <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry.
2: You've really kept that hidden. I told I you, know I said to you, I'm not going to tell you, and then you're like, just say it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, the whole Sorry, world. Knows. I know. <laughs> okay. now the whole world knows. so let's go for what's your takeaway, Julie. What is your takeaway?
1: I think my takeaway is just seeing God's hand in mm-hmm. all aspects of our lives, small things, big things, and like you were saying, yeah, food. Food is actually a big thing. Like mm-hmm. we think it's small because it's daily, but mm-hmm. it's a big daily need. Um, and yeah, just like the way, like God's not even really mentioned that many
2: times He's in not the book. No, his name isn't. It. Um, is his name in the book? No, it is in the book. Is it it's Jehovah? Not like just a few times. It, no, saw, it, it? Well, it talks, yeah. It's referenced. It's yeah. not named, yeah. it's, is it?
0: Says your God is my God at the start, and then it's kind of referenced, but it's not like Esther, where it's just not mentioned yes, at, all. at all. Yeah, there you go, Um right.
1: But you can see it, is, that he's present yeah, and that he's working, that he's doing uh-huh. something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I really mm-hmm. like that. But I did mm-hmm. also like what you were saying about Ruth and how loyal to Naomi she was, mm-hmm. and then, like she said she was going to be. Loyal, and then she did Wise what she said by, she mm-hmm. was going to do, Absolutely. and she obviously loved Naomi. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had like a really close friendship relationship, mm-hmm. I would imagine, to be able to live together through that difficult Yeah, and take time. the huh, Yeah, you know. and, and to listen to mm-hmm. her, yeah, because like mm-hmm. she is from a different culture mm-hmm. and a different religion yeah, and a different mm-hmm. everything, way of life, mm-hmm. and to say, I'm all in, mm-hmm. um, whatever you say. I trust you is yeah. it. mm-hmm. a pretty I awesome think, relationship to have yeah.
0: someone I think the thing as well just to point out the other daughter-in-law or- or- Orpah. Orpah Orpah she was like Orpah, bye was Orpah. I've, see I've seen her portrayed really badly before she just tar- no mm-hmm. no no She. they were both told turn yeah. and go back mm-hmm. weren't they Yeah. but you know but Ruth decided to stay, but it doesn't make the other daughter-in-law no. you know, a villain no. or anything in it. No. But yeah, she did. She went back, isn't it? I think for me, my takeaway is just that how God can use the situations you've been through mm-hmm. in the past to be part of your story and part mm-hmm. of your redemption process. Yeah. And just to remember that sometimes mm-hmm. you're in the hard moments. It's hard to see anything other than hardship, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that God can turn it all good and he's actually got a book of the bible there to show you Mm
2: -hmm. just
0: you know just how much you can turn around Mm -hmm. then it's pretty phenomenal
2: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: what about yourself Daniel?
2: i just keep thinking that verse that says all things work together for the good Mm -hmm. to those who Mm -hmm. love god and are called according to his purpose so i just think like there was a purpose there was a plan they were called by god to do that and in all all the struggle Mm -hmm. it was for the good even the good that Like, they were probably in the moment, they weren't thinking my son's going to, my great-grandson's or my grandson's going to be the king. They weren't thinking like that. They were in the moment. And that was Mm -hmm. an all-consuming battle. Yeah. And they trusted, they trusted God. You know, their disposition maybe wasn't always the best disposition, Mm -hmm. but they did trust God. And I think that it's okay to trust God and still be a little bit upset about things. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. As long as you just keep going back to God, Mm -hmm. just keep going back to Him. And Mm -hmm. I think all things do work together Mm -hmm. for the good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, Julie, would you like to close us in prayer? Mm -hmm.
1: Lord I thank you for this time we could sit together and discuss your word and I pray for the ladies who are listening Lord whatever their circumstances right now I pray that they would be able to see in the story of Ruth how you do work all things together for good Lord and for your purpose and for our benefit I pray that whatever they're facing right now that they would just turn to you. Um, and give those things to you and, and look for your hand in their life and the small things and the big things and just really trust you with all of it because your plan is solid and you know exactly what you're doing in our lives. So I pray for, for all of us that we would trust you more and more every day, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, ladies. We hope that you'll join us next time where we're going to take a look at the character of Eunice. We'll see you next time. God bless.
2: Bye. Bye. we are so glad you joined us for this episode if you enjoyed spending time with us and think others would too please would you do us a favor like share and review the podcast also you can leave us a wee message of what your takeaway was from the episode this helps us get the message of God's goodness out to more people Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, links in bio. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace.